Welcome to Lead Up for Women. Speak up to lead up with Colleen Biggs and Dee Daniels. Are you ready to lead without permission and take the steps needed to live your best life? Whether you want to start the business of your dreams or celebrate your present and future accomplishments, you're definitely in the right place. Now, here are your hosts, Colleen and Dee. Hello there, listeners, and welcome to the show. You are listening to Lead Up for Women, Speak Up to Lead Up, and I am your host, Colleen Biggs, and I am not joined today by my host, Dee Daniel, or my co-host, Dee Daniels. Uh, she is not in the studio today, uh, so we are doing this solo uh, but that is okay because, uh, as many of you know, I have plenty of things to speak about uh, during the show. So this is really, really great. want to welcome you guys, all of our listeners. We have, uh, our listeners are growing every single week. We want to thank you for all the time that you spend with us on the radio. We know that you have uh, valuable, your time is valuable. So thank you for joining us. We're also on Facebook Live. So I just want to give a shout out to Renee and uh, Glenn and, and Ashlyn for joining us today. Um, so we have a, um, a guest on the line today that I'll be getting to in a minute. Uh, her name is Dr. Lori Monaco, and she is going to share with us a little bit about her transformation and what she has gone through um, in her life um, of how she got out of her way um, and is able to be a badass, which I love that about her. And um, we were hoping that Jenny Poon was going to be able to join us today, so we're hoping maybe she'll be able to call in um, and be part of our show, but if not, we will certainly make sure that we have a her on um, for another episode. So just a couple of reminders. If this is your first time ever listening to Lead Up for Women, we um, are a platform for women to be able to learn how to tap into their greatest power, to lean in and live their purpose of their best life. And we do this through various platforms. We have the radio show uh, that we're able to uh, utilize. We also have the... um, we also have the platform of the website um, that we do webinars that are monthly webinars that our members do every every month. We also have the luncheons that we go around and do luncheons in different cities. Um, our next luncheon coming up, I'm very excited about. It's just in a couple of weeks on July 16th in Boston, Massachusetts. We're going to be at the Metro Meeting Center downtown Boston. And we're going to have Lori, who's on the phone there, as well as Marilyn Brennan and Carol Mix. And you'll be able to meet Carol and... And Marilyn next week on next week's uh, podcast to be able to meet them. And then we're also having a webinar on July 23rd. So if you haven't already signed up for that webinar, Afsana Abri is going to be teaching us about rewriting your story through Enneagram. It's a personality testing, but a little different than some of the other personality testing um, applications that are out there. So you're going to want to join us for that. All you have to do is swing on over to our website, www.leadupforwomen.com uh, forward slash events, and you can see all of our events that are up and coming. Uh, check out the website. Go to the About section. There's a small video in there. Uh, tell you a little bit about us. But without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and get to Lori. Lori, are you on the phone? I'm on. Yeah. Hey, how are you, Lori? Good. good. How are you, Colleen? Oh, I'm so good. I'm. Thank you for asking. And I just got word that Jenny's on the phone, so I'm. I'm very happy that she will be joining us in the second segment. So uh, we we will welcome Jenny um, after the first segment. But 
I'm so good. I have been in a conference the last couple of days, and in this conference, I it's called um, Speaking of Mastery, and I have met so many amazing individuals. Uh, I don't know if um, any of you are familiar with uh, Shay Vaughn. Uh, most people would know her as Vince Vaughn's mother, <laughs> and I know she has her own identity. But uh, I, you know, been been learning from her. She just created her own network. I've been learning from her and um, and David Fagan. Uh, he uh, was CEO of Guerrilla Marketing in Beverly Hills, and Marcello. He's an actor. There's just so so many uh, people um, that I've been surrounding myself with the last couple of days. It's been it's been very inspirational, uh, very motivating uh, to to really conquer the world and it, it it has been a confirmation to me that I'm doing the exact uh, purpose of what I'm supposed to be doing and walking the path that I'm supposed to be doing here on earth and I know Lori you and I have talked a lot about that uh, over the past oh yeah you know oh, yeah. phone calls about walking our path and I know that you have so much to say today so I want to turn the time over to you <clears throat> to talk a little bit about your story and how you ended up where oh you are. Oh, my goodness. <clears throat> I know well, we only have a certain amount you, of time, girl. 30 minutes. <laughs> 30 minutes. My goodness. I used to do lecturing for four hours. So let me tell you, I could talk, baby. I could talk. I got I, we, I got your back today. Don't you worry. I will let you know when we need to wind it down. But we have plenty of time that today. That good. Yeah. That's good. So what do you want me to start with? Well, tell our listeners a little bit about you so um, they can see your photo because they can go out to Voice America and the Empowerment uh, channel and and Voice America and they can click on uh, Speak Up to Lead Up and see, you know, your photo and your bio. But maybe explain a little bit about you, um, who you were. Uh, Talk to us a little bit about who you were five years ago and then um, who you are today. So let's. Let's start off with the picture and the bio. So the picture is me all smiles, you know, and um, that is me today. That is every moment of my day. Sometimes I catch myself driving and I'm smiling Mm -hmm. and it's really hilarious because I'm not smiling at anything particular that I'm listening to. And I think to myself, people must go by me and think, what is wrong with this lady? Like if we're stuck in traffic, like why is she just like has this (laughs) perpetual smile on her face? Yeah. And... So, but that wasn't me at all, you know, for most of my life. And, you know, this this is recent. So, you know, when you and I were speaking the other day, it's, this is, you know, 49, uh, 49 and a half. And this happened four years ago where I, I changed, uh, you know, I hit a rock bottom place in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, what is it called? The dark night of your soul. So that's like, that's, that, that's where I was. And I had suffered with depression since, you know, I mean, looking back, it was really more towards my, my teens, but yeah. really culminated in my 20s. And although I would smile here and there, I was miserable. I was a miserable person. Mm-hmm. And, and the confidence was totally not there. So the bio, it, it was funny. The first time I went to go write that bio, I actually almost felt a little uncomfortable about it. And then, and, and it was, it was early on in my transformation mm-hmm. when I decided to write the bio, because somebody had asked me, do you, oh, do you have a bio? Because I was doing, um, uh, they, they wanted me to come and speak. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh gosh, you know what? I don't have one. So I, let, let me, let me write one up, you know? And it's so funny, like th- this exercise I actually give to clients now to write a bio of yourself, because mm-hmm. that really 
puts it into perspective how you feel about yourself when you can write about your best qualities because that's what you're doing with a bio. You're writing about your best qualities. Right. So um, I was uncomfortable at first, but then I started to really own it. And I said, okay, why can't I be a badass? Like, why, why am I so uncomfortable with this still? To this, mm-hmm. Even with all the changes that I've made. Um, and, and that's what, you know, that's what was like a real defining point in my transformation was and prior to. Mm-hmm. So what happened was um, I hit rock bottom four years ago. I, you know, something happened in my personal life that I was not expecting. And I had already been riddled with challenges and, you know, all my choices, you know, then mm-hmm. and I knew that, you know, so I, I had a failed business. I was struggling financially. My family was struggling. And then this hit and it was just too much. It was, it was more than I could take. And I really didn't, you know, the pain was so, so great. And I said, you know what? I, I don't want to be here anymore. Like th- there's no point. I don't do things right. Correct. Apparently um, I attract bad things in my life and I don't want to be here anymore. And so I got to that really low place where I really contemplated suicide. I mean, I'm talking, you know, I'm an educated person, right? So we have to think about stuff like this. And I joke around about it now because that is where I am right now. So, but back then, you know, I was, I was deciding what I wanted to do when I wanted Mm -hmm. to do it, what would be the best time to do it. And then I had a little bit of glimmer of, okay, wait a minute. Let me just, let me just take a moment here and think about what I'm really doing here. You know, who's this going to, mm-hmm. who's this going to benefit? It's only going to benefit me. And um, I have three daughters. I have three beautiful daughters. And at that time, the middle one was about 11. Mm-hmm. And I knew that at, at that point in, in her life, this would, she would be the most affected. Mm-hmm. She would be the, the oldest would probably get over it. The youngest wouldn't remember me. And the, but the middle one, and I saw this very clear path of her, she would follow my exact path. Mm-hmm. She was just like me. So in her personality and her spirit, and I knew this would crush her. So I said, okay, you know what? This is, this is, this is not it. This is not it, but I have to do something. I have to, I have to take responsibility here. So I started to go to therapy and it, it was good, but it wasn't enough. And that's when I said, okay, now I need to take it another step. And I need to do what I do best, which is educate myself and learn and and take it all in as much as possible. So hey, I and that's what I did. I started doing a lot of self-discovery, yeah. a lot of personal development, attending seminars, you know, listening to podcasts, yeah. watching videos, movies. Let's back reading. the train up for a minute just for our listeners for one second. Yeah. I want to go back to when you said you were at your lowest point and that was when you contemplated taking your life. And I think that some of the listeners that may be on the phone can relate to that. Looking back at that time now compared to where you are today, what was, what, what in your reality at that time, because that was your reality. So whatever your thoughts were, that was your reality of what was happening in your life. What was it that was so, awful that you felt like you couldn't get out of bed every day or you just needed to remove yourself from life? Yeah. I felt like an absolute complete failure. My life was nothing that I ever wanted it to be. I, you know, we always, when we're younger, especially women, Mm -hmm. 
we have this idea when we're younger about how we want our life to be. You know, we have the yeah. career, we got to get married, have kids. And that, and I'm not saying everybody's that way, but for the vast yeah. majority, I would say, you know, and this is, we sort of set this as in when we're teens and when we're in our 20s, you know. Yeah. And all the things that happened to me in my life throughout my 20s, throughout my 30s, and then I hit my, my mid-40s, and I was like, oh my God, I didn't sign up for this. Like, this is not anything how I wanted it to go. Nothing whatsoever. The only room, the only piece were my kids. Like I always wanted kids yeah. and I had kids, but everything else was just so, so hard. And so, um, and I felt very, because of the situation that happened, because basically what happened was, um, I've been married twice and I had the first, the first marriage I had been cheated on incessantly. <clears throat> and it was, and it was one of those things that I knew, but I thought, Oh, he'll change. I was young. Oh, he'll change, you know? Um, and then we always think they'll change. <laughs> oh yeah, of course, of course. And there was a lot of emotional and mental abuse there yeah. too, and manipulation. And uh, and then the second marriage came, and I had thought I was very clear about I did, you know, I wanted everything to be different. This was going to yeah. be different, and I ended up marrying pretty much the same exact person. And uh, both were very narcissistic. And uh, but the only difference was this one I didn't know what was going on for years, mm. and then when I found out, it was just like. Yeah. Oh my God, you know, and I felt so stupid that I think that's the biggest, you know, I could use all these big fancy terms, but the bottom line was I felt so stupid and humiliated and so like, oh my God, like what is wrong with me that I keep repeating patterns and I cannot get out of my own way. And I, (sighs) and I just attract all this stuff. You actually, you were attracting it. Um, I've been Absolutely. through a similar life, and when you look back at the psychology of this, you know, you know, because you've been through therapy, you were exactly throwing out into the universe what it is that you were looking for, and that was that that's chaos, correct. and that's exactly what you were attracting. Yes, yeah. because the, you know the, the law of attraction tells us that, like you know, yeah. whatever you put your energy into, so it doesn't yeah. hear if you say I want or I don't want. If you say I don't want and you repeat it over and over again, it's just the energy behind of what you're saying and the yeah. universe doesn't hear don't. It hears what you're putting your yeah. energy into. So mm-hmm. my focus was I don't want this type of relationship mm-hmm. and that's exactly what I got. And mm-hmm. so after that, I was very clear on, okay, this is what I want, you know, and what was and the be turning careful point? about what I was putting energy in. What, um, we have, oh, yeah, about, no, we have it like three minutes till break, um, and then, you know, we'll continue speaking after break. But tell me um, and, and share with the listeners, do you ha- have a specific uh, moment in time that you knew was the turning point for you? Or Well, it was, it was while I was working on myself and going to therapy, yeah. and then I got really very, I started to forget about, everything that happened and I was so focused on what I was learning and so my thoughts every single day prior to that was on what had happened mm-hmm. and and everything else in my life so all of a sudden I shifted to not thinking about it as much and I kept catching myself not thinking about it and I was like okay this is interesting mm-hmm. and then with the turning point was when I got into the therapy session and prior to that I would just sit in a chair slumped over depressed mm-hmm. crying or sullen and he would talk and barely get things out of me and then this one particular day, I walked in and he asked me one question. And I just rambled on very excitedly, like I had five cups of coffee about what I want in my life, blah, blah, blah. And when I finally stopped, he goes, wow, you really know, you're really clear on that. Mm-hmm. And I went, that was my aha moment. I went, 
oh my gosh, I am. This is the first time in my life I've ever been this clear about something. And that's mm-hmm. when it shifted. That was my shift point. I mean, I had multiple shift points, but that was the, mm-hmm. the massive transformational shift point that I said, okay, I know what I need to do now. And I, need, and, and I know how to focus my life. Yeah. And I know the direction I need to go. So I, you're a chiropractor, correct? Yeah. You've been a chiropractor for over 20 years. Yeah. Does that sound about right? And uh, you yeah. still maintain that private practice, right? I do. Yeah. I do. And, uh, but I've shifted my business mainly to uh, speaking and, and coaching. And why um, is that? I don't see as many patients. I don't see as many patients as, as they do. I mean, I, I still will. Yeah. People want to come in at yeah. time, you know. I wish that you lived closer to me because you're located up, up in uh, Massachusetts, correct? So, Or in Connecticut, No, right? I'm, in, I'm yeah. in Connecticut. In Connecticut, yeah. yeah. I wish I lived closer to you, too. I love Arizona. I, it's beautiful <laughs> here, and I uh, my chiropractor just retired, so I could really use uh, a great a great chiropractor. But um, but best of all, I, well, I just know. love your energy you and, the- and who you are. Um, and... Uh, but but what I what I wanted you to share and the point I was getting to was, yeah. you know, you made a transformation in your life, and you did that with surrounding yourself with people who are believers, uh, people who are coaches for you, uh, people yeah. who could help you see a different normal instead of the chaos that you were attracting before, and. Um, what I would like to do is when we get back from break, I would like for you to talk to the listeners about how you believe the awesomeness of the human race now compared to you wanting to take your life and how yeah. we're all connected. And then it's really, I, I believe you have it written that it's really up to us to save ourselves in the planet and people need to take that responsibility serious. So when we get back, Lori, we are going to uh, talk with you a little bit more about um, what you do now today in public speaking to be able to help women um, and men get over um, that depression uh, that they may be stuck in. So we'll be right back with Dr. Lori Monaco. Stay with us, listeners. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. If you could do anything you wanted for work, what would that be? Do you feel that you are tapping into your greatest potential as a leader in business? What are you waiting for? Lead Up For Women is the perfect organization for you to meet other women that are either at the same crossroads and understand your struggles, or they have paved the way for you to move past those hurdles quickly. Lead Up For Women provides the platform for women to connect, influence, and lead. The world needs you to be the most confident you because you just might be the one that changes the world and you don't even know it yet. Remember, there is only one you that has ever been, and there is only one you that will ever be. So be you and be strong. Join us today at leadupforwomen.com. Hello, I'm Cass Thomas, and I'd like to invite you to join me and my friend Monish for our show, Beyond Love, Sex, and Other Drugs. We'll be talking about exclusion, abuse, possibilities, addiction, relationships, LGBT, and more. Is it time to create the life you truly desire? Join us, Beyond Love, Sex, and Other Drugs, every Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America's Empowerment Channel. This conversation can change your life. It is certainly changing ours. 
Are you looking for a happier, healthier, and more fulfilled life? Do you want your business to thrive? Do you want to enjoy better relationships and find your purpose? Tune in every week to Stepping Into the Dao Chung Life Transformation with Master Shaw with host Diana Gold Holland, who will share the wisdom of Master Shaw. You'll hear from inspiring teachers and listen to testimonials about life transformation. Stepping Into the Dao Chung can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. in the West and 6 p.m. in the East on Voice America Empowerment. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Lead Up for Women. Speak up to lead up. To reach the show today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at leadupforwomen.com. Now, back to this week's show. Hey there, listeners, and welcome back. You are listening to Lead Up for Women, Speak Up to Lead Up, and I am your host, Colleen Biggs. And we have been talking with the brave, badass, Dr. Lori Monaco. Hi, Lori. <laughs> Hi, Colleen. <laughs> and she is talk- She was talking to us about how she had a very dark place in life and got stuck uh, and you know, I, I believe we all go through that in some point of our life called midlife crisis. I don't know what when that time is in your life, but we attract uh, what it is that we throw out into the universe. And she's attracting a whole different story and rewriting her story in life today. So, Lori, tell us a little bit about what your life looks like today. The rewrite. The yes. rewrite is wonderful. I have to yeah. tell you the next chapter. And it, and it all was it, it, it was all my choice. Yeah. Um, you know, when I chose to, ch- you know, shift who I was mm-hmm. and, you know, and live it, too. It's not just about saying that you're going to do this and this is how I want to be and yeah. who I'm going to be, but it's also living it. Yeah. And so what it ended up doing for me was not only shifting my business, mm-hmm. but it also, it it shifted my family life as well. Mm-hmm. So, you know, my children are better, especially the, the one, the middle child, you know, she was going through a really bad place in her life as well because of everything that had happened Mm -hmm. and she has she was in fact like my first first coaching client she didn't realize she was getting coached but Mm -hmm. she was my first one and she's she's amazing she's absolutely amazing um it shifted uh Mm -hmm. their dad you know like even my ex he's 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 transformed his life i'm very proud of him i'm proud of what he's done and with himself and it's and i think that's the best part of all this it's Letting go, forgiving, just being, you know, honoring thyself and being very authentic to myself, like being my authentic self. That's, mm-hmm. that's the next chapter for, this is the current chapter. And once I owned it and said, okay, this is who I am today at that moment in time, who I am today, mm-hmm. if I don't like it, then I can change it by changing it today. And then this will, this will change my future. Yeah. And so that's what I've done. And it's, it's been such an amazing journey, an amazing ride, whatever you want to yeah. say. It's your it's purpose, right? It's your, it's oh, your yeah. reason you're oh, yeah. here. We, um, I talk about this a lot, but you have a unique fingerprint. We all do, and not one of us have the exact same fingerprint. And there's seven and a half billion people in the world. And 
for us to think that we can fit in and be like everybody else, it's it's not true. We're so unique in our own right. And so it just took you this amount of time um, and to go through yes, what it, you it went through to find, right? I got there yeah. finally. Yeah. Mine, mine and, was for so mine was forty six years. So, um, yeah. to to find your purpose in life and what it is that, when, and when you hit that point, do you remember the feeling of just this is exactly what my life is supposed to be? Why didn't I figure this out years ago? Do you remember? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. And what was even more fun was once I figured it out. Yeah. I started to, you know, hindsight, I always, I always joked and said, you know what, hindsight is my superpower. Yeah. Like, I have incredible hindsight, but it's yeah. absolutely useless superpower, hindsight. So, um, my hindsight afterwards is to say, gosh, you know, I had plenty of little moments in the last 20 years that I, that I did feel it and yeah. see it, and I saw the vision, but I couldn't get out of my own way because, uh, because I was yeah. so, so insecure. Yeah. And... And then when I got to that point of, of that lowest point in my life, I said, my gosh, I'm 45. Who's going to listen? Like, yeah. who's going to change? Yeah. You know, why bother? Yeah. But that's when I said, okay, that's enough. That's enough self, you know, poor self-talk. Yeah. And and I said, you know, it's never too late. You know, you, you make that decision. Right. You do what makes you happy, what you're passionate about. We're responsible for us. For yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nobody else is responsible right. for you. And no one it's, else is going to take that step for you either. You have to be the one. And, and you can't do it alone. That's one of the reasons why Lead nope. Up for Women is here. Um, that's the reason why I'm here personally. Anyone uh, listening on the radio or, or on Facebook can reach out to me um, directly. You can reach. I get all the emails that are info at leadupforwomen.com, and that's how you reach me. And if you, if you need help and you're reaching out and you don't know who to turn to, you can reach out to us because we have people like Lori, um, you know, as members of Lead Up for Women that are here to ensure that w- – we can help you, um, you know, get unstuck. And we here at Lead Up for Women, we we believe in helping you tap into your power and leaving the ladder down and pulling you up. So, oh yeah, Lori, you, I can't. You gotta find. Go ahead. You gotta find your tribe. Yeah, you have to find your tribe. Yeah, and and that's the most important thing in transformation Absolutely, because yeah. if you're the only one in your life that is transforming it, right? Like if you're if you're changing and nobody around you is family friends. You have to seek out these individuals, yes, and they're so out important. there once you look. Yeah, and then they will help. Re- you know, for those moments where you feel like you can't do it, they're the ones that are going to yep. help pull you up. They are, and and they keep are. you going. Yeah. So that's very, very important is to find your tribe, find the supporters, the people that love you and want to see you. And Lori and I are here to support you. And Lori's going to be at the Boston uh, on July 16th. She's going to be in Boston at our luncheon. And it's very easy to get those tickets. All you do is just go to leadupforwomen.com forward slash events. And and I believe that uh, we also have it out there on on Facebook. Uh, So, Lori, how can someone get in contact with you if they wanted to hire you to uh, come and speak um, or if they just want to reach out to you um, to coach with them, how would they reach you? Okay, fabulous. So they could actually, they could reach me through my website, www.drlorimonaco.com. Okay. Um, I'm on Facebook. I'm on Twitter, although I'm really bad with keeping up with Twitter. And I'm on Instagram, and that one is Inspire and Empower in Five, but the other two are do- uh, Dr. Lori Monaco. Say that and again, I'm Inspire. Go to Instagram again. What was that? A little slower. Ins- inspire, inspire, and empower in five. Inspire and yeah. empower. Empower. I know it's a mouthful. In five, and it's the number five. Like inspire and empower in five minutes. 
In five. I got it. Yeah, in five. Inspire yeah. and empower in five, like in five minutes. Perfect. Yeah. Okay, awesome. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> well, I had such a great time uh, speaking with you today, and I know that uh, the listeners uh, got so much value out of that, and uh, they can all come and see you in Boston. Uh, and if you can't make the Boston Luncheon, no problem. All you have to do is just become a member on our website, and then you will have access to all of the previous luncheons, and we'll be able to uh, watch that. So, Lori, thank you again for joining us. Uh, it Thank was such you. a pleasure Thanks, having everybody. you on the radio. You're wonderful. Thank you. It was a pleasure being here. Thanks. Can't wait to see you. I, ca- <laughs> I can't wait to see you either and get in that cool weather. <laughs> Thanks so much. We'll see ya. Okay, Colleen. Bye. Bye. So next we have Jenny Poon. And Jenny is a serial entrepreneur. Um, and also uh, she champions diversity in the entrepreneurial ecosystem as the founder of Cohoots, uh, which is... Uh, um, I believe it's a co-working space, but I'm going to go ahead and let Jenny talk a little bit about that. Jenny, are you with us? I am here. Hello. Hi, Jenny. How are you today? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me on. Oh, it's such yeah. a pleasure to have you here. I uh, I was so happy that you called in. I, I know you're here in Phoenix. I just wasn't sure if you were going to pop in the studio and be here with us today and, and sit next to me on Facebook Live or if you were going to call in. So I am so happy that that you called in and thank you for being with us today. Um, we, we really we really appreciate it. We know the listeners are, are very excited to be able to hear a little bit about you. So tell me, um, tell me a little bit about your, st- or tell our listeners a little bit about your story and how it, you came to be uh, the co-founder or the founder of, of Cohoots and, and a little bit about that business. Yeah, um, so... I'm a native of Minnesota, um, but my parents are refugees from Vietnam and uh, we're Chinese ethnically, but I grew up in a a very kind of traditional Chinese family. Mm -hmm. Uh, They started a restaurant when I was younger, and so I spent a majority of my life growing up in this restaurant. And what was really great and what led me to start this co-working space is I saw how much my parents struggled in creating this business Mm -hmm. um, just from like translation services or understanding how finances work and taxes in the U.S. You know, all of that is very new for somebody that came from another country. And honestly, it's really new for anybody who just is wanting to start, right? Like they don't, and at least when I was growing up, there wasn't a program for entrepreneurship. There was business, but that's not the same. Uh, Everybody was kind of taught to go into corporate America. If you were starting a business, you were kind of seen as crazy. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but what I saw from working with my parents or in, growing up in a restaurant and being around that was it gave them so many more opportunities uh, to build wealth, to change the future of, our, of their children and their economic status from, some, from a level of like low to um, middle class income to something in the upper yeah. um, classes. And so uh, I was just really amazed by that, but also really confused at how difficult it was for somebody who had no network in um, entrepreneurship, had no connections, had no understanding of how you get credit to get a loan, Mm -hmm. even investment banking now, um, all all of that process was still very new and is still very new um, versus then going out into college and seeing all these kids that came from families who, you know, had the network for mm-hmm. them. They could turn and ask their uncle for, you know, a couple grand to start their business or 
Um, their parents could loan them the money. They didn't ever have to work in school. And I just thought, man, imagine all these people that um, have these great ideas, who come from different places, who have different backgrounds, all these ideas that they have to build wealth or to solve problems um, that don't get the chance to do that because they're burdened with debt, because they don't have... Uh, family members who can help Mm -hmm. them out in a pinch, right? Like they grew up in this very different environment where their network wouldn't be able to help them in those Mm -hmm. ways. And studies have shown that your network as you're growing businesses is really what propels you and accelerates you forward in in building really successful businesses. Um, And so I just looked at that and I said, how do we change that? Um, And I I worked in corporate America and I grew up, you know, in a restaurant. So I always thought I never want to be an entrepreneur because I saw how hard it was working so many hours Mm -hmm. and never getting a break. And my parents coming home with, you know, boils on their arms because of the um, oil fryer burning them. And I just said, God, that's like a really difficult life to lead. And so I went into corporate America. I became an art director for a publication, Mm -hmm. did a lot of advertising work and just realized that none of that was really um, fulfilling to me. Like it was fulfilling for a moment. Like I learned and I gained skills, but it didn't, um, there was always just this like higher purpose that I thought um, was driving me. And I couldn't figure out what it was until in 2009, 2008, um, 2009, sorry, 2009, I was um, the art director for a publication here and uh, they had a huge round of layoffs because it was the middle of the recession. Publications in mm-hmm. general were suffering. So I got let go, and I kind of saw it coming because it's, it's a part of the newspaper. Um, and so I started my own business, and from that, um, I had to figure things out. I had to go through what my parents went through um, and, and just saw how difficult it was, especially in the middle of the recession. And I also needed to be around really creative people. I just was working from home and realizing this wasn't a productive work environment. I learned so much from people around me. So I started naturally just trying to find people to work with, you know, and fortunately there was a, uh, a few people that were referred to me that were in kind of a similar situation that wanted to meet with other people and help each other build businesses and make sure we're successful and hold each other accountable for the work that we're doing. And we kind of got together and I, I kind of just said, I want more of this. Like I want this on a daily basis. I want essentially a corporate environment in a startup kind of mentality. Like I wanted to be around people just like I was when I was working in corporate America. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I wanted it to not be with the bureaucracy of corporate America. Well, let's back up. Let's back up a second for our listeners and let's let's um, get a picture for them of uh, uh, I don't know if they want to know this, but I want to know you had grown up in a family where your parents owned their own business and you saw how hard it was and you really had no interest in it. So you went into uh, corporate America, which I believe, like you said, we we don't have anything in the college system that teaches children how to be entrepreneurs uh, right now. (laughs) There really isn't. The system's not set up for that. So it is a risk. And and the more um, founders of companies uh, like you today that are able to bring people together, the better, because we are solution oriented is what we are. So we're coming up with solutions for these problems but what when you lost your job 
what brought you in your mindset? What was your mindset to, I'm going to start my own business after you grew up thinking, I'm never going to have my own business? <laughs> what was that? I mean, was it because you were angry that you got laid off in a corporate and you said, I have zero control over my life here? Or was this just something always on your heart saying, I think I always wanted to own my own business and this is my no. my purpose? <laughs> no. Okay. So, because some people I've think it happens overnight, own, own right? And it, it doesn't. Hard. I yeah. think culturally people say, the culture, at least at that time, mm-hmm. was that people didn't do that. Um, now there's glorification of being an entrepreneur, yeah. but in the past it was seen as like really, really difficult. And it mm-hmm. is, it's really difficult to do. But no, I didn't want to become an entrepreneur. What changed was, Throughout my time in corporate America, I did freelance work, and I never called myself an entrepreneur. But really, you are. When you're building something for yourself, you're an Mm -hmm. entrepreneur. It doesn't have to be the sexy tech company to be an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. And so I had been doing freelance work because I wanted to pay off my loans. All throughout um, my, like... Uh, time in working at the restaurant with my parents, I've always had this association with money. Like, on it, always seen if you can make money, mm-hmm. you ca- you get so many more opportunities, right? And yeah. it's it's a cycle. Like, I always wanted to make money because I wanted to buy that thing or I wanted to go to this thing, and yeah. it always aso- was associated with money. So, yeah, Reso- money is what drives the resources make- for you to get where you need to be. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. If I sure. could do that, whether that be like, I'll just uh, fold napkins all day and my mom will pay me a dollar or mm-hmm. I'll go out to the um, coffee shop and just help them bus mm-hmm. tables or I just tried to figure out what skills I really had that I could utilize that were easy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like what are the things that I do naturally and I can make money off of, right? And so I just started to leverage those things. Um, and I did that all throughout my life. Like when I was working mm-hmm. full time, I knew I had um, advertising skills, so I would freelance on the side. So when I lost my job, um, I it was obviously shocking. Yeah. But my mom, I think, has been such a light. And when I lost my job, I was like, okay, well, if she could do it, like she crossed the sea to get here mm-hmm. and built a business without knowing the language and the culture, I could at least you know, get through three months Mm -hmm. by doing more freelance work is what I saw it as. Um, What I didn't realize was I was building a company. Uh, So I I did, I started not the co-working space, which is a shared workspace for entrepreneurs to be with like-minded people. Uh, I started an advertising design agency and um, I reached out to all the people that I knew that I'd been doing freelance work with and Mm -hmm. said, I'm doing this full time. And fortunately actually got a lot of work because I had, built a lot of connections through doing freelance work. Um, Let's talk about connections. So um, we're going to roll to break really quick. And uh, when we get back, everyone, we are speaking with Jenny Poon. When we get back, she's going to tell us about how vital those connections are and how she was committed to building um, a co-working space for for entrepreneurs. So we will be right back, listeners, with Jenny Poon. More to come. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. If you could do anything you wanted for work, what would that be? Do you feel that you are tapping into your greatest potential as a leader in business? 
What are you waiting for? Lead Up for Women is the perfect organization for you to meet other women that are either at the same crossroads and understand your struggles, or they have paved the way for you to move past those hurdles quickly. Lead Up for Women provides the platform for women to connect, influence, and lead. The world needs you to be the most confident you because you just might be the one that changes the world and you don't even know it yet. Remember, there is only one you that has ever been, and there is only one you that will ever be. So be you and be strong. Join us today at leadupforwomen.com. Tune in for Five Blossom Radio. Each week, host Denise Richard will discuss common interests in the fields of art, health, and spirituality. The series is arranged into three parts, focusing on five Blossom Gatherings, the Four Voices Program, and Fires of Compassion. Every program is available on demand, so if you miss any part of the series live, be sure to catch up. Five Blossom Radio can be heard live every Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Life can be confusing at times. There can be uncertainty, disappointment, and an inability to clearly see where you're headed. But it doesn't have to be this way at all if you understand how to take the next step in your life. Tune in to Living the Miracle with your hosts, Michael and Raphael Tamora. We'll help you to find the deeper meaning that awaits you in your life, have certainty in yourself, and learn to be clairvoyant. Listen Wednesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Lead Up for Women. Speak up to lead up. To reach the show today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at leadupforwomen.com. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome back, listeners. You are listening to Lead Up for Women, Speak Up to Lead Up, and I am your host, Colleen Biggs, and we are on the line with Jenny Poon, uh, who is the founder of Cohoots. And uh, if you missed it, you want to go back and watch the uh, the last segment that we just did or listen to it on Voice America Empowerment Channel, or you can go over to Lead Up for Women and click on our Facebook page, and you can watch um, the video as well is here, our conversations. You get all the background um, of the conversations that are going on during break as well. But Jenny, thank you so much again for being with us today. Yeah, thank you for having me. And you were talking about connections uh, when I had to abruptly cut you off and go to break because we have to make sure that we abide by going to break whenever we're in radio. Mm-hmm. And tell us a little bit about those those connections. You had made connections and started reaching out to them, you had said, um, during that process when you started building um, kind of your own business. Mm-hmm. So I had... Uh, started a lot of freelance work over my time in working in corporate America, just side projects. And I always wanted to be learning. And so I'd met a lot of really great people. I'd taken on some clients um, from big companies. And when I reached out, um, they were very interested in engaging further or helping me make further connections with people who needed um, design strategy, marketing work. Um, so that was one piece that was really, really helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, these people that I really didn't know well 
and just put out one simple ask and they they want to share. And I think that was one thing that I really learned was, um, especially as an entrepreneur, is you have to ask. Uh, I was always very intimidated with asking even people who I saw as competitors, not for like referrals, but to sit down and ask them how they built what they built or trying to learn how to build better businesses or how to improve the work that I'm doing. Um, I remember sitting in my little home office thinking, I really wish I was I was growing like this company that I saw out there. Um, and I remember hesitating. I, I started drafting an email just saying, hey, this is Jenny. I'm just starting my business. I really admire what you do. And I was wondering if you would sit down and talk to me. I remember I wrote it like five times. Yeah. And then I deleted it each time because I was like, they're never going to sit down with me. They're never going to want to talk to me. They're, it's impossible. And then I went out to an event and I saw the founder and I had the guts and I went up to him and I said, I really, I said exactly what I had written mm-hmm. five times already. <laughs> but I really admire what you're doing. And he was an amazing guy. He was just like this really kind, um, kind man. And he said, yeah, let's schedule coffee. Like no problem. Mm-hmm. And that little gift is something that um, I've actually never told him, but <laughs> that little gift has been like the way that I approach most things now. Um, that gift of just giving your time and sharing your wisdom. Yeah. Uh, and it, it was incredibly helpful um, to just helping me gain the confidence that I needed to grow my business. And also reminding me that all you have to do is ask. Like, ask all of the questions. Mm-hmm. The worst thing they can do is say no. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, that's something that I've always tried to keep really close. It's absolutely the truth. Um, because in the position you're in today, which, talk a little bit about, um, you built a nationally recognized co-working community. So just yeah, talk a little bit about I, that. And then what mm-hmm. my point of that, what I was going to say was, Where you're sitting today, if someone was out there thinking of starting their own business and they wrote you an email and said, I would love to just ask you a few questions, what would you say? I would say, absolutely, here's my Calendly link, schedule it. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. because you want to help other people just just like uh, you had people that were there for you because you create community. That's what you do, yeah. Uh, how great is it if our world just had better solutions to all the problems that we had, right? Um, There's so many things to solve. There's no time to worry about um, competition between different things because there's so many different ways to differentiate. Um, So, so yeah, I would, I'd always, I always lead with that. Um, Actually, one of my first interns taught me uh, to do this even better. Uh, She, she would always say, give first. And I loved that. Uh, I loved that perspective. Um, Me too. If you think about the moments when somebody gave you a gift with no expectation, mm-hmm. imagine the feeling that you that you got when you received that gift, mm-hmm. right? Like the little surprises. Um, and that's the same thing that I felt when that man was willing to sit down and, and talk to me about how he built his business. Um, so I tried to really remember those moments and remember mm-hmm. what that felt like when somebody gave me their, their time, which is such a valuable thing. Mm. Uh, but how I started the co-working space was I was, you know, I was at home working at home and really struggling with growing my business. Mm. I had interns coming on board and I needed a physical space. We were in the middle of the recession. Uh, everything out there was still really expensive, but there were buildings that had been empty for a long time. And so I went and found the space that I really liked. It was bigger than I needed. Um, 
and I also talked to a few brokers, and they said you had two options. You can go to Regis, which mm-hmm. uh, is an executive suite for people who don't know. It's like these large buildings that have these micro offices, yeah. and they just rent them out. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're you're in this huge building hidden away in the back corner in what looks like a little closet. And that's what I like toured. I toured and looked at it and it was really expensive for this teeny tiny office with no windows and like 80s looking furniture. Um, And this was a while ago. They've definitely upped their brand and their Mm -hmm. um, deliverable, but I was not excited about that, especially being a creative. And then I went and found the space, but it was, you know, 10 times bigger than what I really needed. So I just said, how, how do I make this work? I think that's what um, most entrepreneurs think at first and what other people probably need to gain the skills of. It's like, yeah, this is a no at first, but how do I accomplish this? There's 500 different ways to solve all of the problems we yes. have in the world. Which solution am I going to pick? Entrepreneurs and are solution-oriented, I, yep. Then, like, I talked to the owner and I said, I can't afford what you're asking for right now. Is there any other way to make it work? Mm-hmm. We basically batted around a few different ideas landed on one where essentially like what I needed was a fiscal space for my team to work at low cost and be around creative people. What he needed was like this rent um, structure, but he was willing to be flexible. So I kind of pitched him this idea of like, what if I get, you know, five other people like me um, and we just pooled our rent and we gave it all to you, you would be able to hit your um, rent numbers that you need. And we would be able to build this like community of people that would help each other and that believe in similar things and um, want to build like a hub of entrepreneurship and innovation in a city. And he was like, ooh, I like that. Mm -hmm. So he jumped on board. Essentially, we didn't, I created a brand, I created Mm -hmm. a website, I marketed, I said I would manage the whole thing if he would give us the space to pilot for a few months. And he said yes. And so we piloted it. We got a bunch of members. After the first three months, he actually said, you know what, I don't actually think that this is a viable model. Um, I really need you to just sign a regular lease. And that was actually a shocker because I thought things were going so well. Mm -hmm. Um, But I sat down with our first, I think it was 10 people that were interested in our space and said, this is what the landlord needs. Are you in? Or if you're not, then I think I'll just kill this thing off, right? Yeah. And they actually all fortunately said, yeah, like, we want to continue this. This is actually helping our business. Um, Let's keep moving in this direction. And so I signed a lease with him, set up a formal structure. It actually worked out for the best. He, like, removed all, he gave up all the rights to be a part of the growth of Cahoots. Mm -hmm. And um, we moved forward, and it just snowballed from there. There I, I had, like, luckily fell into this, this um, trend and this movement yeah. and at that time co-working didn't exist so um, I didn't know what to call it and I, I didn't know it existed um, and so I just went and looked at what I personally needed as a business owner mm-hmm. as an entrepreneur to grow a business and it was you know I needed resources I needed people I could trust for finance financial things I needed people I could trust for legal things I needed people I could trust to help me with marketing there's so many needs and I just needed them in close proximity so I could, and trusted, so I could lean on them versus vetting 500 different people mm-hmm. and wasting the time in that way. And um, it snowballed into this big thing um, where now we're at around 280 members 
Um, what's great is we, uh, I think a couple of years ago, were recognized by Inc. Magazine as being one of the top co-working spaces in the nation. Um, and That's we're amazing. just one little shop, right? Like, you know the WeWorks of the world. Um, but I think what has made us really special is we've always kept our eye on how do we help the entrepreneurs. Yeah. Not like... Yes, it needs to make money, it needs to be sustainable, but the first five years of building this was truly a passion project because I had my design studio. Um, I wanted to build something that would be beneficial for me, and it turns out that hundreds of other entrepreneurs um, are needing it as well, uh, which is what made us really, really successful is we truly understand what it's like to be entrepreneurs because we are entrepreneurs, Mm -hmm. right? Like we've had to struggle with all of these things alongside all of these other people in the room. So we build programs around that. We help cities um, when entrepreneurs are invested in their communities, we can see cities grow. You know, we see more innovative ideas with partnerships with government. Um, We help youth entrepreneurs get into entrepreneurship. We do these things that spill out outside of our four walls um, into the greater community that creates a cycle of support for everybody that touches it, right? Like we bring all of our community out to um, support new businesses that enter the market, like whether that be new startups or honestly new new restaurants, new bars, new coffee shops, right? Like these are all in our neighborhood and the more income and economic prosperity that happens between Businesses, yeah. more jobs you can provide, or sure. work, workforce development, or um, small business. Like the better our communities are, better schools we get. You know, it all stems from creating more um, economic value. Jenny, if someone wanted to be part of Cohoots, how would they uh, reach out to you? Yeah, uh, we highly recommend people come to some of our events or take a tour of our space. Okay. Um, we're opening another space in uh, Mesa, which is you know, a suburb of Phoenix, uh, but a much needed area. And then we're looking at a national expansion into emerging markets, like cities Mm -hmm. that don't have these kinds of hubs yet, but need it. Yeah. Uh, There's tons of great ideas everywhere, tons of great entrepreneurs, uh, but they need a place to congregate, to connect and share and know that it's not a lonely place. A lot of times we build it in isolation. We build these solutions to ideas. We build these businesses in isolation. It doesn't have to be that way. We've seen that when you connect with other people, your business accelerates. You learn better. You get the tools faster, right? Um, Just learn better ways of being a business owner. Well, we will put your information out there, and it's Cohoots. Uh, Is it Cohoots.com? Yep, dot com. Okay, great. And so everyone can get out there and, and connect with you through there. And, and something that Jenny didn't mention, and, and I'm going to work on her to get her on the front of our Lead Up for Women magazine, but something she didn't mention was in 2016, she became the first minority and the first woman to be recognized as Phoenix Business Journal's Business Person of the Year. So congratulations, yeah. Jenny, on that. And, and I can't thank you enough for, for sharing all of your wisdom with our listeners today. Uh, you've been amazing and, and unfortunately we are out of time for today's show uh, but you, this isn't the last you'll hear of Jenny uh, we're going to have her uh, featured in some more of, um, of our platforms with Lead Up for Women because we are so thankful for what you're doing uh, for entrepreneurs out there and uh, what you're doing is needed and, and uh, thank you so much for 
for what you're doing and, and changing uh, the economic um, in the in the community. So thank you for that. And just to close out the show, uh, for those of you who uh, are still looking to reach us, next week we're going to have Carol Mix. Uh, she's a speaker and a coach that's also going to join us in Boston in the luncheon. And I have Diana Vaughn Wentworth. And some of you might remember her from Chicken Soup for the Soul. She co-authored the cookbook. She has um, been on food cooking shows. Uh, and she also dated Elvis Presley for two years. Some of you may not uh, have known that, but she has some amazing life accomplishments, and she's going to be joining us remotely as well next week on the phone. So remember, you are the only you that has ever been, and you are the only you that will ever be. So how you pioneer your future is up to you. Do not wait for somebody to give you permission to lean in and, and tap into your power and live your best life. Just as Jenny shared today, um, there's there's a community out there of people that are there to support you. And as Lori said, you just have to make the decision uh, to decide to live your best life. So we will all see you next week. So thank you for joining us today. And everyone have a wonderful week. Take care. Thank you for joining us for Lead Up for Women. Speak up to lead up. Be sure to tune in for another edition featuring your hosts, Colleen Biggs and Dee Daniels, next Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We'll talk more next week.